I'm Erica LaRose, and this is Unplanned Trek. Hey, Brown, it's Cartier. Uh, I've decided to mentor you so that you don't have to wallow in mediocrity the rest of your life, in air quotes. So, I have a lesson for you. I wasn't always a rich Hollywood schmuck. I used to be just a guy like you dorks. The difference was I had dreams. Three dreams, in fact. My first dream was to boss around a couple of idiots from a fictitious location on the other side of the world. Another dream was to host my own game show. And the third dream is far too private for me to share with you two toolbaggers. So stop asking fuck, even at voicemails you're annoying. Why am I doing this? Oh, right. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I wouldn't have got to where I am without following these two lessons handed down to me. Firstly, give the people what they want. Secondly, make people who are dumber than you do things for you. With those lessons in mind, I need you tools to record a podcast about jam eating. If you need to trick the audience into thinking about it's about Trek, just slap on TNG's lessons in the title. And, and, and as I've said, lesson or lessons far too many times from an account in this voicemail, I'm going to get off. What? What did you say? Oh, uh, my personal assistant uh, counted and he says I've said it six times. Okay. Get it done. Unplanned Trek. Hello and welcome to Unplanned Trek. The show that went into the Jeffrey's tube, saw it was occupied, and stayed anyway. <laughs> I'm Andrew. And I'm Isaac. And this is the show where we take a not quite random episode of Star mm. Trek, not one that we choose ourselves. No, though, no. And we look at it in a slightly different way. We, we do. What do, we, what do we look at? Well, we don't look at the plot and give you a walkthrough or a synopsis of what happened. We, no. we do a little synopsis at the start, but that's it. We, we don't do that because you can watch the fucking thing yourself. And there's a lot of other people who have done that between... 1989 and today. Not 1960s. Yeah. Three and today. Yeah. Or <laughs> what yeah. we do instead is we look we look at the episode and try to give out awards for things that happen. So we're looking for romance and fights and the best line of the episode. We've got a talk show as part of it. We've got a we've got Shinzon who comes on and um, he's a he, he's a marvel. He is. He's he contractually gets a third of our income. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Which all comes out of my half for some reason, but no, that's the way. Yeah. I, that, that's yeah. the way I well, I signed the contract. You with told him. me it was a good deal. I did. Yeah. So uh, for I believe me, that. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped listening after you said. <laughs> you that you did. That's why. <laughs> and yeah, we basically have a bit of fun along the way. So it's a little bit unplanned. Now this episode, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. Mm. Uh, you, I don't need to. I was about to say, if you're watching this on YouTube, you, you you'll have noticed that it's a video episode. That's, that's great, mate. Keep that in. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep that. that you yeah, wow. That's gold. One time I was watching YouTube and I noticed there were pictures <laughs> and they were moving. Some people do YouTube without like with a static image. Yeah, that, oh, that's yeah. a good point. Fair so it might have actually been a really good point you made, mate. Do you like moving pictures? The the band? No. Oh, yes. They then? had they had one hit. Which what what was it? What about me? Uh, I think you're great, but what was the song? It, it, it isn't fair. Yeah, I know. I know. No, no, I just meant it isn't fair. Uh, no, no. When you go to the, you, you go to a big dark room with a whole lot of other people, and you sit there, <laughs> and you're sitting, you're sitting in, in an uncomfortable chair unless you pay for gold class. Mm. No, I go brown class, mate. In your pants? No, I'm brown. Are you? That, that, bit, that bit's coming out easily. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I don't know where I was going with that. No, good intro. What episode are we doing? We're doing lessons, which is also mm-hmm. on if for those that are listening or watching this. Yep, it's in the title. They lessons. Know, they know what they've clicked. 
Oh, they do. It's TNG's lessons. Because which... well, I'm glad because I've done the research on lessons. Mm. Now we've done something very unique this week, haven't we? I have absolutely. Usually we just record the one podcast and put it out, but this week because this one has a little Beverly Crusher dynamic, and we could go pro Crusher or anti Crusher, mm-hmm. we've decided to, to do both this week. So you're listening now to our anti Crusher podcast. Oh. If you're one of those Bev heads, just click above and you'll find the Bev. Friendly one. You mean we're gonna do this again? We've already done it. Oh, good. Tommy Wimey. Wibbly wobbly. Yeah. So Bev heads. Yep. If you if you're pro Bev, look for the other. Look for lessons brackets Bev version. If you're normal Pulaski heads, stay here. Yeah. Don't look for it. Yeah. Don't look. It's shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Now you, you've done a bit of research this week. Is there anything you want to share, or is it all? No, I wouldn't mind. What I wouldn't mind is you tell us what happens in the episode. Oh, okay. First, we'll do that. And then all that's called a segue, folks. Yeah. So everything has drained power to um, the stellar cartography. Yes. Because um, it's not as good as the one in Voyager, which no. can, can run independent of all the systems. But you've got to t- you've got to turn off the doors, the replicator. Uh, you probably have to. Shut down the transporters. The toilets don't flush. Yeah, the toilets don't flush. Um, cetacean doesn't have any water in it anymore. No, the whales are not happy. That's right. Um, and the dolph- dolphins complain a lot. They complain to their union. Yeah. The and, dolphin union. And the captain tries to get a cuppa. And, no, and he can't. Can't. So he, he goes for a bit of a wander to find out what's using all the power and mm. ruins the bloody experiment. Yeah, by walking in. Yeah, by walking in and bringing in light. He makes a fair call, though. You could lock the door. Yeah. Yeah, but we know about doors. It's like, oh, but half of them It's like if you go to the dunny and you're doing the poo, Mm -hmm. you put the latch on, don't you? Otherwise, someone will walk in on you. you I wish wish you'd given me this advice earlier. Yeah, I know. Thanks, mate. I'm still like, got to poke my eyes out. Yeah. Uh, Well, actually, one of my eyes got poked out. (laughs) (laughs) Just by walking in there. Wow. Oh, man. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple. But look, the card wasn't deterred by the light. Deterred? Deterred. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll keep that. Video. That's French. Yeah, Deterred. he wasn't. Or, 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 or would it be littered? Okay, Picard wasn't oh, impacted by the light situation and yeah. and decided to pursue mm. a, a cordial relationship. With, cordial with Lieutenant Commander Darren. He wasn't drinking cordial. No, he was, he was on the Simbadar drinking the cooler. Yeah, yeah. Um, and romance prevailed. She looked a little bit like Beverly, but we don't say it out no, loud. No, we don't. The whole episode. And um, things progress. Mm. She became one of the essential members of the crew. You know how there's like a top 10 and there's 990 that don't do anything? Yeah, correct. She was one of the 10 that had to get beamed down to a planet to do something. I, I, Picard I, got worried that she might die and then, uh, and then they wrote her out forever. If I was on that ship, I would want to be one of the 990. Yes, well, well, I, love, you would be, mate. Love, don't, love, worry, I, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, not that, I'm not that vain, but I would love to just fuck around and do nothing. It would be in the transporter room. Oh, you know where I'd be? Yeah, I'd be in the cargo bay. I'd look after the cargo. Yeah, but you have a barrel might fall on you. you oh, mate, out I, I, I can handle barrels. Oh, um, you're better than the wharfmeister. Yeah. When it comes to barrels. Yeah. yeah. You are a barrel. Thanks. That's Thanks. right. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know whether that's an insult or not. Yeah. Sometimes when the thing forms in my brain that I say, I don't know yet what mm. it means. Is barrels my nickname? It is now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Hey, ba- and which, of course... The nickname of your nickname is Bazza. Yes, yes, right. Yeah, because yeah. you have a nickname. So it's those yeah. who aren't Aussies, you all know that you, you, one nickname can lead to another nickname. Mm-hmm. So my name, my surname is Hogan. Mm-hmm. Now, that lazy nickname is Hogs. It's and a good one, though. Paul Hogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I once interviewed Michael Hogan from Battlestar Galactica, who did not realise that 
if your name's Hogan, you that you're Hogan. Hogan. Didn't he never heard that? He's Canadian. I'm like, fucking Canadians. We do have Canadian listeners. Oh, sorry. But yeah. anyway, lovely guy. Yeah. Lovely guy. Yeah. But he was in the Teen Wolf TV series. <laughs> but it's a paycheck. Yeah. Anyway, um, and I'm, so my nickname was Hoags, and at high school people would call me Hoagie. Mm. Hoags, Hoagie. Mm-hmm. And then one of my mates said, ah, he started, he started calling me Yogi. Yep, I would have done that. I would have called you Bear. That was, yeah. that was where it went. Yeah, good. good. I, was, I was Bear for all Excellent. of high school. Good. I know, it's, and that's, that's a good nickname. It, but it's a chain of events nickname. That's right. So look, um, this is. I was going to make a stupid um, synopsis for this episode, but I'm not going to because it's a great episode. Okay. So it's, give us your info or okay. stuff that you wanted to. There's a couple of things, um, and yes, you can pull it apart a little bit because of Picard's whole. Uh, can I have a relationship with a fellow crew member? Like fucking everybody else is shagging on that ship. No, Riker is. He shagged everyone else. <laughs> I, I didn't say there were more than, like, there's only one party to it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, but it's still everyone else. Yeah, Riker yeah. versus everyone else. <laughs> Riker v. the world. Yeah. Like Scott Pilgrim. Yes, that's yeah. right. With more sex. But having said that, um, it shouldn't have been an issue because he's the captain. Mm. It's good to be the king. Mm. And then the whole sending people off to their possible death. It's like, hello, Jack Crusher. Mm. <laughs> oh, you seem to you got over that one, didn't he? We yeah. don't talk about Jack Crusher at all. Yeah, no, 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 but he got over that one pretty quick. And then thirdly, Riker sent her down to the planet. Not Picard. Mm. It wasn't him. It's like he just was a bit concerned about it, as you would be if your beloved was going somewhere dangerous. Do you fall in love within forty-four minutes? Oh, yeah, you've. Oh. 20, 22 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. How many times have you been married? Once. It's a big loser. <laughs> God, I've been married way more than that. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the point being that it's a brilliant, brilliant episode. But what I want to talk about is one of these things, these bugbears that I've always had, this really this little puzzle. Not those bugs that are in conspiracy. Or those bugs that are in that can't... You know, Remick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, who we never talk about again. Yeah. Well, yeah. his head did explode. Yeah, okay, well, he couldn't do much after that. Yeah. <laughs> he was good until then. He had a xenomorph in his chest. Mm. Oh, he was just pleased to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Were they the same animals as Wayne and Chekhov's ear? Oh, a la Khan. Mm. Yeah, who? Khan. Khan! That's better. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rock. Yeah, I was wondering who I was talking to. Deplane, deplane. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay, right. <laughs> focus, Hogan, focus. Um, why are there no Australians in Star Trek? Because we're not dumb enough to go in space. That was yeah. what I said in a previous yeah. episode. Yeah. Because we still exist. Yeah. But I would love living in the future and not going somewhere dangerous. Because mm. it's dumb. Yeah. Like, you can't even get hurt in a road accident because you just beam everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Why, why walk? Why, well, why, yeah, why, well, I was going to say why drive. Yeah. It's even more than yeah. that. I would beam myself to the dunny to take a dump. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm that lazy. Yeah. No, I would beam the dunny to me to take the dump in the lounge. <laughs> and there'd be someone on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, but of course, this episode co-stars Wendy Hughes. An Aussie. Now, what a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of you youngsters won't realise is how big a star Wendy Hughes was in Australia. She was one was she of... Was home and away? I, sh- I think she was. I've got some research here about that. Oh, um, Pip, was she? She was... No, she was Pip. Really one of the two Pippers. No, she was not. Anyway, the point being, she was in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, for s- some of my favourite shows. Um, in fact, I have done some research on that. Let me grab my iPad. My pad, P A D. Do I have to do anything? No. Just fill in time? Eat your Oreos. Alright. Okay. Oh, my Wi Fi is being a bit slow. 
Mm. It's funny how in Star Trek they have to have one pad for each job. Yes. Whereas we can just change apps. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. What happened? Did we lose that ability? Yeah, I reckon. Oh, it was probably okay. Daniel's fault. It's always Daniel's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel's is... While you're connecting to the internet. Daniel's is a quick. It's, it's, it's going about that fast. Bang, bang, bang. I'm going to have a drink. <laughs> oh. You definitely have to edit this bit. <laughs> Wendy Hughes was in a lot of really cool shows. One of the really neat things... She was in an Australian TV series called Homicide. Oh, right. She was also in, and this is very relevant to what I'm saying to Star Trek, she was in an American TV series called Homicide Life on the Streets about 30 years later. Um, Homicide Life on the Streets was sort of a forerunner to Law and Order. Mm -hmm. And in fact, Richard Belzer plays Jack Munch. Um, no, sorry, plays... Um, um, oh, what was his first name? Munch. Anyway, he plays Detective Munch, a character he played in every Law and Order series. Sure. He played um, mainly in SVU. Mm. But he, he appears, in fact, he holds the record for playing the same character in more TV series than ever. He played Munch in... Um, <laughs> he, he played Munch in X-Files. Right. He played Munch on an episode of um, Sesame Street. Yep. Yeah, cool. um, special numbers unit. Yep. Really good one. Um, but I was going to say, Riker's played Riker in so many different... Oh, series as well. Hey, I'm going to have to look up who, yeah. because I reckon there's that, that they could be close. Look, um, she was in Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries with Essie Davis um, most recently. Uh, she actually died uh, in mm. 2014 of cancer, which is sad. She was in, okay, big Aussie series All Saints, The Saddle Club, um, City Homicide, I like that one. Um, MDA, Medical Defence, mm. that was on the ABC with Jason Donovan. Oh. And Shane Bourne in a serious role. She was really good in that. Um, the Man Who Sued God, that was with um, Billy Connolly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. State Coroner. Uh, she was the star of State Coroner. But if you go way back... Oh, she's in the Snowy River, the McGregor saga, which was a spin-off and it wasn't that great. Uh, she was in... Um, in 1993, she was in this episode of Star Trek Next Gen. She was in this one? Yes, that's oh, right. Wow. She plays. Darren. Commander Darren. Mm. And the, the thing is... I couldn't remember. It had been many, many years since I watched this episode. Did she use her Australian accent or not? And she didn't. She didn't. She most definitely didn't. But what accent was she using? What do you think she sounded like? Federation accent. Ah, good. I'm glad you said that because she wasn't using any actual specific American accent. Pacific. No. Oh, there is a Pacific American accent. Excuse the video for me doing my snotty nose. Um... She was speaking, and... Oh, I just talked to Siri. What did you say? She didn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> like every woman in my yeah. life. Thank you. So, I was watching the episode this morning again, and I couldn't work out, like... Oh, in this box set. Kitties? That's how you used to watch um, shows before streaming services. Although, you actually used to watch them on television. No one knows what... If you, if you know what television is... Um, Send us a tweet. That just proves that you're old. They might not be able to send tweets. No, because they're old. <laughs> yeah. They'll be on um, MySpace. It's like... I, I, I'm, I was... Can you speak? No. Oh. Englishing is hard. Uh, when I was trying to get tickets to Paul McCartney, yeah. I was worried that it was going to sell out. Yeah. And then I realised that everyone that was buying tickets was older than me. So they, they're, they're a bit <laughs> slow on the old website. All right, okay, so... Wendy Hughes is playing... Um, what was her first name in it? 
It was um, Nella. Nella. Nella Darren. Um, and she sounded not Australian, not English, but no, n- not an not American local. Thank you. Oh. You, you. You're not wrong. You're just irrelevant. Not Belgium. No. She didn't sound like anywhere in particular from America. What she was doing... Any town, USA. She, you know, that's exactly... She was doing this thing that um, basically newsreaders... And this comes from the BBC, saying that newsreaders must enunciate perfectly but not sound like they're from any location. And right. originally, this was called... I've got it here. This was called a mid-Atlantic accent. And it was a blend of British and the east coast of the US. And almost right. all newsreaders on radio and television use that voice. Um, and then it sort of merged into something that's either called Standard American Broadcast English or Network English. And it's this accent that is, broadly speaking, American, but that you can't pin down to any location. Right. And the reason for that is that newsreaders and journalists often they have to jump from one place to another, one job to another to climb up the ladder. Mm. And, you know, if you're a Texan newsreader and you sound really Texan, you're not going to get a job in, like, New, New England, England. Well, or somewhere yeah. like that. Like, and, and so they would all come up with this just generic... Who the, decided? Well, no, it just sort of happened organically. So I guess there might have been one newsreader that everyone aspired to be like. Oh, yeah, and, and, and it was sort of people like... Um, like uh, Andrew Hogan. Uh, you don't want me reading the news. Oh, I'd love it, mate. Would you? You'd be so entertaining. I'd, I'd be. Yeah. Would I be as good? And in as local as... news, some nufty. Would <laughs> 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 I be as good? Would I be as good as Shinzon? Mate, I'd watch Shinzon do the news too. Me and him. Yeah, together. Shinzon would do the weather. With shins on. It's gonna be fucking rain like gold, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 32 and hot, piss off. No. Late Night with Shins On was developed by Isaac Brown and written by Andrew Hogan. All characters performed by Andrew Hogan. Executively produced by Connor Trenier, Dominique Keating, and Mark Cartier for the Treks and Trekkers Network. You can also follow us on Twitter or X as at Late Night Shins On. Tune in next week for more. Late nights with Shinzon. So um, anyway, it, it was it was like you. Shinzon doing the weather would be perfect. You were meant to not sound like you were from anywhere in particular, and a lot of foreign actors when they went to Hollywood would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I did was I went and watched some episodes of Homicide: Life on the Streets, which was made in the same year. Does she sound the same as Darren? Yeah, right. Totally. And that set now Homicide: Life on the Streets was set in Baltimore. It was quite interesting. The, they deliberately didn't want to set it in New York or Los Angeles or Detroit, you know, places where you might set a crime show. Baltimore is, a, is, is an odd choice, and she certainly did not sound mm. like she's from Baltimore because she had an American accent that was her America voice that she... It was her go-to voice, regardless of where she was actually meant to be from. Um, Anthony LaPaglia, the Australian actor, does the same thing. Mm. He has an American voice mm. and that does not sound like any particular part of America. And he does not bother to do... He doesn't try to do... The, like when he was in Without a Trace, which was set in New York. He didn't sound like a New yeah. Yorker at all, but he didn't sound Australian. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because 
there is a show. Uh, if you're Australian, you can watch it on iView. The ABC have a show on at the moment called The Newsreader. Yes. Um, starring, amongst other people, um, Anna Torv. Now, and it's, an, it's set in a 1980s Australian newsroom. And Anna Torv, who we all know from... Um, oh, the TV show she was in... Science fiction. Okay, you're going to edit this bit, aren't you? No. You can. You are totally <laughs> going to edit this bit. Um, this, is, this, is, this is the intro, mate. We're been, still in the intro. We are still in the intro. <laughs> um, the Australian actor Anna Torv was in the science fiction show in the late 90s, early 2000s called Fringe. Mm. And she plays an American character. And um, I remember Fringe was great. I liked watching it. And I can't remember what she sounded like in that. But she's one of the Australian newsreaders in this show, The Newsreader, mm -hmm. and she sounds exactly like Wendy Hughes. As? As a newsreader. In the 1980s in Australia, the newsreaders still, and even to this day, a lot of them still have this, this generic sort of um, sound that, to their voice. And she's doing it, which is odd, because she's Australian. Mm. So she could just talk like herself. Yeah. But she's made that decision. Mm. And I think that's really cool. It's really interesting. So the question then becomes... Is there now still no Australians in Star Trek? Well, there's Elnor. Now, here's the thing. He's not Australian because he's from Romulus. Yeah, but he's got an Aussie accent. Yeah, so they let Evan Evagora keep his normal accent because that was a Picard thing. You know, the, mm. the two Romulans who... Um, Worth one in the bush. Larissa and... Oh, her brother. Oh. Who were clearly on with each other. Yeah. 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 And, and hated each other. They just sounded completely like... They were Lannisters, mate. They just sounded like the, Gal the, the Gallagher brothers. They okay, they were, but they sounded yeah. like, like Nolan, Liam, Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Those two. Yeah, they did. And I did, and of course, like Laris and Zaban, mm. cards, you know, who were just clearly Irish. Yes. But, but no, I just... So I don't know. We don't know whether Darren, whether her character was from Australia or not. And the reason, of course, she didn't speak like she normally spoke was because she was at the same time in Homicide. Yeah. So it would have been just Australian audience, um, American audience. It would have just been audience. a one-week thing for her to do this. And, well, it, and, you know, back then it was like, oh, the, the audience won't understand yes. why you don't sound like you do on this other cop show. Mm. So I'll be wanting to talk about um, Wendy Hughes on Star Trek for ages. Well, you're lucky we're spoken lessons. Because otherwise you could have been waiting years for this. I know, it could have been like 50,000 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Timey-wimey. Um, she's brilliant in it. And we'll obviously get to that. We will. Later on. If you didn't like Chrysalis, then you were not alone. But is this one better than the voyage home? We need to first rank our episodes that we watch in the pantheon of Star Trek. Did you mm. like that? I did. Yeah, pants the on. Mm. That's with your pants. Thanks, mate. On. Pants the on. Mm. Okay. I prefer, I prefer pan, pants the off. I know. Mm. And how is the camera? Yeah, you could be pants off. I, could I? Could be. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'll just cover up like this. So, um, is it um, is it better than Chrysalis? Yes. Okay, absolutely, yes. This is actually one of the episodes that I watched. I mean, I watched all of Next Gen when they first came out. This mm. one always stood in my mind. Yeah, right. Memorable. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it was like, ah, oh, that's the chick from um, All the Rivers mm. Run or whatever she was in. Saying that it's better than Chrysalis, though, if the, the, if the thing that brought Chrysalis down was music, 
Mm. This show is very musical heavy. Oh, it's extremely, but yeah. it's good music. Yeah, it's good piano. Oh, I don't like that fold up. The rolly, rolly up. the rolly rolly piano. I've got a computer keyboard that's that's silicon that, that rolls up. Hmm. It's hilarious. Is like, it as good as Darren's? No, you can't play shit on it. Dazzers. You can't type on it either. No, it's um, Okay, is is it is it better than um the one with the waves? No. No, it's not. It's, it's in between. It is. It's a, it, nicely in the bell curve. It's a good episode. If the one with the whales had have been set, which could have easily on the Gold Coast mm. at SeaWorld, yes. for example, yep. that, and, and, and that the Kirk's girlfriend had been an Australian actress, that would have been really good. It would have been better. It would have been way better, and it would have had whales. And a source of separation? Uh, okay. No, not necessarily. Mm. Well, because they really cling on bird of prey. That just means that the bridge falls off, <laughs> which still leaves ninety percent of yeah, the ship. Yeah. So what do you really need that front bit for? Exactly. Just, that front bit on a bird of prey should have a sign on "Shoot me here." Yeah. <laughs> like put the bit where every the, all the important people are right on the front. They did right on that ship. Way out the like put a put a big neck on it mm. and then stick a big bit on the front saying "Shoot here." This is where all the important people are. Yeah. Klingons. Dickheads. Do you have any idea? I could have, imagine if I ran the Klingon Empire. I, I often wonder about that. Yeah, the Klingons don't. No. I offered it. You got an Thanks for applying. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep your, your details on file. I think it was a formula email, yeah. Mm, sorry, mate. I don't think Gowron wrote it. No. No. Your, your application was very honourable. Yes. But you are shit. <laughs> so, um, okay. Okay. Get on to some awards, I reckon. Captain Jean-Luc Picard medal. Right, so the Picard medal is for the... Look, it started off as the best people in the episode. It's now the best best people, characters, actors, things, person in the credits, facial hair, anything like that. Anything. My mate Isaac has got it this week. So while he's doing that, I'll work out what I'm doing for the next one. Excellent. So the first <laughs> vote goes to Riker this week. Okay, one vote. Yep, yeah, he had it from the very first second. One vote. Riker William T. He, I've written, did his big dick stance. Agreed to go fencing. Yeah, that was weird. So the, he's, he had this like alpha male pose where essentially his groin was at the ear of Data. Yes, it was. Look, and the way it was shot was low, mm. making him look even more bigger and ominous. And I mean bigger, too, and, by and, the way. And Data's fully functional. Well, not as functional as Riker looked at that moment. <laughs> oh, it's extremely functional. Yeah, so right. for just being... It, Incredibly alpha male for no reason. Mm. I'm giving him a vote. Okay, fair enough. Two votes goes to Troy. Troy, right. I've got, you didn't have to be an empath to work out what was going on the ship and did her job. <laughs> Which is more than she does most weeks. She didn't say anything like, I sense great feelings in you, Captain. She didn't need to. We all sense them. Are you asking me permission? What he should have said was, yeah, I am. Mm. That's your job. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Do you fucking job. Um, right. The three votes has to go to Data this week. Right. He started the... He, he, he had his shift in the captain's chair. Mm-hmm. So he was doing the night shift at one point. Oh, yes, he was. I liked that. Yeah. But, well, but, but yeah. also, he was very comedic in trying to find out what that noise was when he was in engineering, which was um, oh. Darren and Picard in the Jeffrey's tubes, if you know what I mean. Oh, I do know. Yeah. Um, um, I found it very funny, him trying to source the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, Geordie didn't like it, but Data was Data was on the case. Don't they have sensors? 
Sense of Wars. Or Sense of Wars. Yeah. Or, do you know what? Call me crazy. But mm, if, you yeah. think, if you think... <laughs> yeah. uh, professional people have. <laughs> I've paid someone to call me crazy. Okay? <laughs> They're good. Anyway, um, they can call you what they want. <laughs> and you don't care. Yeah. yeah like, I've taken them now. Mm. So I don't care. Um, I, you know, if you, like, think there's music coming from the Jeffreys tube, you could just crawl up to Jeffreys tube and have a look. It doesn't take... It's not that hard. Like, they're both standing there, like, talking to each other about there's music coming from up there. Fucking go up, or if, go and have a look. if you think it's going to be a Borg, like in First Contact, send up an answer. Mm-hmm. That's what we like, do. It takes, you know, if I'm in the house here... Where's Wesley? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> acting ensign. But, like, if, if I'm at home and there's a funny noise coming from one of the kids' rooms... You send a kid? The other well, kids? I go and look, but if it's Clark's room, I knock first. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> no. <clears throat> cough. Mm. Cough loudly. Yeah. Mate. <laughs> yeah, mate, mate. What? What? Yeah. Sorry, what do you want? I'm not, I mean, what do you want? Yeah. Um, okay, that was, I didn't think that did go down there. Did you, did you like my votes? I did. Yeah, good. I liked your votes. I liked your votes. Well, um, as as you might have heard before, the ying has to be... Um, yanked. yanked. Yes, that's yeah. right. Or the, the yink has to be yeah. yanked. And the good has to be outweighed by the ugly. Does the wink have to be... Wanked. <laughs> <laughs> The bold has to be beautiful. No, um, bold has to be gold. The Picard is outweighed by the cake. The Keiko O'Brien Medal. Okay, so my man Andrew here has had a look at what the worst three character moments were in this episode. All oh. things. Um, this is going to be controversial. We like controversy. It's controversial because I got my notes here, right, a research. It's controversial because two of the out of the three characters here who get votes were my favourite characters. In this episode. In the episode. Right. That's okay. But there were just things that irked? were Yeah, irked. Um <laughs> one vote. One vote. Lieutenant Commander Nella Darren. Yeah. Now, I dearly love Wendy Hughes and I love this character. Is it because she was too bossy? No, well, there was a couple of things. Now she was an alpha Starfleet officer, as in I'm going to promote. I'm going to tell people that, they, that they're going to get promoted without asking the boss, and I'm going to do all this sort of stuff. And I've got, and I'm genius at piano, and I'm good at everything, like we've talked about before. Kind of like me. We haven't talked about that before. No, because that's not true. Ah, right. No, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good at everything. That's why I've risen to the top in Starfleet, which mm. is how come there aren't like every, how come there aren't more Vulcans on the bridge, but. When they go into the the intersection of those Jeffreys tubes, the acoustic central center of the Enterprise, the acoustic the acoustic was shit. It was full of echo, echo vibration. vibration, not good vibration. You're a you're a muser, right? That's the last place you want to record anything or play some music. You mm. want somewhere where the walls absorb the sound and it doesn't re- reverb back. You know what I'd like? Yeah. I'd like the background hum of the warp engines. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, yeah, no, that's good. Mm, or, do you know what you could do? You could just go to the holodeck and say, 1990s music studio, Abbey mm. Road. Just give me Abbey yeah, Road. No, no, you road. climb up a bloody ladder and you go to a place where all you've got is echo. Oh, you just think that, like, you know... They could have gone on the holodeck and climbed to the bit with echo in the end. Who was the, who was the Beatles producer, George Martin? Mm-hmm. Do you think George Martin would have gone, ah, uh, no, not, not here? Do you reckon he was allowed to say no to the Beatles? Not... Like if they were, you could say no to Ringo. Hmm. 
Mm. He's not even the best drummer in this band. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, that was just that got me with like, no, that is the worst place. Good. To live. So I thought you get a vote for that. And our Bev heads would be happy to hear that she got a vote. Mm. That Darren got a vote. Yes, they would. Yeah, but they're listening to the other version of this podcast. Yep, um, they're going to be fiercely disappointed soon. Good. Uh, two votes, Picard. Mm. Because firstly, it's good to be the king. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, there's families on this ship. But, and he's like, and also, you don't have to be like, you know, pro- um, professing your undying love. You can just be pantsing the cute chick who's good at piano. Thanks, mate. Well, good at piano, that's a... I mean, good at piano, actually. That's all I mean, yeah. Um, By piano, you mean piano. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, flute. <laughs> Skin flute. <laughs> bed flute. <laughs> Picard's an experienced bed flautist. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, he took a while to tell her where he learnt the flute from. Hmm. And it's like, it's not that controversial. Yeah. He, he would have recorded a log about it. Personal log? No, later log. <laughs> Toilet log. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Hanky. He would have he would have recorded a Mr. Hanky. Personal Mr. Hanky. Starting. Six nine six nine six nine. Point six nine. Um, okay. And I just thought that he his his whole attitude to it was so angsty and so Picardy. And yet Picardy. Mm, Picardy. Picardy it's great. Oh, it's a great rum. Yeah. Picardy. It's better than that chateau bullshit mm. that he makes, isn't it? It's a bit of a sour mead. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And also, it's not like he doesn't pants other people in this show. True. Yeah, hypocrite. Yep. Okay. So, so I thought that. I thought that he made too much of it. And um, finally, three votes. Bev. Bev. Beverly. So the, the, I, I looked at the three votes based on how will this annoy people a lot. Mm. I thought, Bev. Bev. All right. Secondly, Bev has this seething sort of in the episode. Oh, you you know Picard quite well. Or, oh, you've been spending some time with mm. him. Or oh, you've you know the whole every time she talks to Darren, she's like, oh, I didn't realise you knew the captain so well. Fucking mm. bullshit! You did know. Everyone knows. Everyone, right? yeah, because because well, firstly, Troy says it, it, it. Everyone knows that's so it's canon. Mm-hmm. Second, <laughs> yes, right. Secondly, Bev, just don't don't hide your bloody you know. Like, yeah, jealous, jello, yeah. massive jello, okay? Because yeah. she thinks he's going to go off and make little jacks with her. Yeah, yeah. Know, but he's not. He'd call him something else. Yes. He'd call him, what's, his, what's his son's name in the Nexus? Oh, um, he's got like lots of kids in the Nexus. Yeah, well, don't we all? <laughs> I don't. I went to the Nexus I left and it was pop- yeah. it was like a population explosion. You went to the Nexus and it was just the same as it was right here. I know, heaven. Yeah. Heaven on earth, just with more kids. It's got to be there. Yeah, less marriages. <laughs> um, I don't know how to explain No marriages, that. no problem. Oh, no problem. So, so, yeah, I just thought that, no, she didn't, she should have um, been a bit more understanding. Yep. If she's not going to pants him, someone else is allowed to. And just because she's a hottie, hottie redhead from Australia, no need to be jello. You heard it here first. I did, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for the votes, mate. I can say something else about it. Oh, that's right. You know when he plays his flaut? Hmm. All right. Um, it reminded me of something about my past. And you haven't been taken to a inner light planet, have you? Uh, no. No, but in, a, um, in, a, in primary school, mm. I was part of what really should have been declared a war crime by the United Nations. 
I was in a recorder. Do you want to admit this? I was in a recorder band. Oh, mate. Okay, now every parent will know the recorder is invented to just cause you nothing but pain. Just, it is, I mean, the worst. What do you call a recorder played well? I don't know. Neither do I. Thank you. <laughs> um, can you imagine, okay, one primary school kid playing recorder. Awful. Can mm. you imagine ten? Yeah, I was in a recorder band. My note for Picard was he should have played Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Oh, that would have been much better. Yep. He played, um... Jeez, the song went for a long time. It did. It's science fiction, man. It's not a musical. Yeah, but this was... You went to the plot. This is 90s. I, I, can I take prefer minutes. to see them snog than play the flute, if you know what I mean. Hang on. Do the same thing, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I repeat myself. <laughs> So, yeah, I just thought that, 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 that everyone should know that I've never got over the recorder band. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Great votes. Do you want me to bring out the recorder? No. Because <laughs> I don't have it anymore. Let's bring out a flute. The Tuvix medal. The Tuvix medal. Uh... For anyone who dies mm, in the episode, mm. and for anyone, and they don't have to stay dead. No, of course, <laughs> of course. Not. Being, being, being Star Trek, yeah, because well, otherwise it hardly ever happened. Now, did you write any down? I did. Okay. So but... Richardson didn't make it back from the planet. So a uh, character we've never heard of, yep. didn't see, dies off camera. Also, mm. or maybe included, was, is eight crew members. Um, there was a guy in the ready room when they were planning the mission who didn't speak, who I've never seen before. I just that. Yeah, he was, he was sitting beside Data. Yeah. Oh, right. Because yeah. Darren got into the briefing room somehow. Too. I know. Yeah. Um, eight crew members died. I don't know if Richardson was part of that eight. I like to think he was. Yeah, I do too. I didn't like him. No. But what about the seven that didn't have names? Yeah, well. Maybe they're all called Richardson. Like Henry VIII. I am. Each of them yeah, was a Richardson. Okay. Um, they probably were. Mm. I didn't down. think I was going to go... Hermits, Hermits today. Deep down, deep down, we're, we're, we're all Richardsons. Yeah, deep down. Even you, dear listener. Okay, get down to my mate Simon Richardson. Mm. And Richie. Richie, Richie Benno. Richie Richardson. Oh, Richie Richardson. Yeah, yeah. yeah great hat. Excellent hat. Mm. Better than yours. Thanks, mate. That's okay. Any, anyone else? No. Everyone else survived. They did. Including, including... Neil Darren. Exactly. Mm. Okay, so, next award. Dogs wag tails And cats don't like to be seen This one's for Grudge Cause she is our queen The Grudge Medal Now the Grudge Medal is pretty obvious mm. It's for any pets in the episode yes. yeah, Well, Actually, no, they don't have to be pets Any animals mm. I mean, We've given it to Flocks as drug animals Yeah, <laughs> haven't we? Drug animals Picard's fish is there this week in the fish tank. Now, you told me during the week that it has a name. It's Livingston. How do you know that? I heard it from a rival podcast. Yeah, but how do they know it? I don't. I don't know. Did they, they ask it? No, but I've heard it before. It's Livingston. Okay. Um, this episode was written by Ron Wilkinson and Jean-Louise Matthias and directed by Robert Wiener. So Wiener? Yeah, what's what it says there? So, um, I guess... Uh, Weemur. Weemur. Sorry, my glasses don't work. Um, Optometrist. Yeah. Did they maybe ask one of those guys? What well, our listener... Yeah? They'll, they'll tweet us and let us know how we know that the fish's name is Livingston. Can, it's probably in a novel. It's probably can, come out in a novel. Can I, just, can I stay dubious about that? Can I just oh. sit on the fence about that? You don't want to admit that it's Livingston? Yeah, well, I don't know it. Because I'm pretty sure I've heard it somewhere else before. Yeah, you got to be... Did you tell me? No. Because oh. I don't know it. Well, can, can we just Google it? 
It's like it's like you know you know the two like earworms that Khan puts into who Chekhov you know the earworms who Khan puts into Chekhov and Captain we don't know yeah. his name um one they were called Gavin and Stacey isn't it a show no yes it is but they, they, those two worms were called Gavin and Stacey do you know how I know that Captain's you know how I know that? fish was never question. named on the show. While Livingston was often examined by ready room guests like Hugh the Borg and Q, the name was entirely unofficial. Thank you. The, no, uh, the fish was known for producer David Livingston, which might have been a tricky in-joke to explain in universe. So my point was that has as much validity as me calling the earworms Gavin and Stacey. Okay. That was where I was going. Are we, so are we going to call it Livingston and no. Gavin and Stacey? Well, yeah. Okay, so we'll call it Livingston. It's a bit like the um, Pike's other horse is Cash because the first one's Tango. Tango. Yeah, exactly. Good. Okay, let's move on. When I'm in a good mood, I celebrate with some food. But when I'm in a bad mood, I also have some food. Chicken skewers, reminiscent of a helix. But this metal. Well, it's named after Neelix, named after Neelix, the Neelix Metal. Ah, now, you've snuck in a new metal. I have. Yeah, and oh, look, I'm cool with that. Yeah, this is for food. Oh, which allows me to talk shit even more. Yes. Because it's made from shit, remember? <laughs> That's food. right. It's good. That's it's, right. it's made from shit. Admiral Vance. I love, I, I love... Grandpa Vance. Yeah, so I'm not giving votes here. It's just going to be a bit like line like, of the episode. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right. Um, we will just mention that. Do I have to choose the best? Yeah, all right. Okay. So the best food. there was no Earl Grey tea hot. No, that was a negative. Yeah, um, negative food. A negative. A negative neelix. neelix. A negative neelix. And we've also got... Dar- neelix to the power of minus one. Mm, mm, maths. Uh-huh. We've got Darren Herbal Tea Blend number three hot. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. Real um, hot, man. Real which hot. Which he, he liked it. Oh, yeah. And also... Oh, no, he didn't. He kind of went... Oh, mm. yes. Oh, there he was... Yeah, he, he did the sourpuss. And then he lied about it. He did the sourpuss face. What about when he goes to Crash and gives it to gives her the drink? And she's like, this is... Where, where did you find this drink? Oh, I found it in the replicator. Yeah. He didn't say... With my girlfriend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my, my girlfriend replicator. I was looking probably. up, you know... So he, was, he knew... He was looking up condom, pack of 12, not hot. He knew it was so bad that he could, had to lie to Crusher about it. To his music. He, he knew it was so good. <laughs> um, Nella, Nella Darren made a bit of disparaging comment about Earl Grey. Oh, yeah, it keeps you awake. That's why you're up at 3am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. She was confident talking to the captain straight up. I'd be like... Dissing his tea. Yeah, just switch the replicator back on. That's what I would have done. I've got a Star Trek confession to make. Ooh, you don't like it? Okay. Earl Grey tastes shit. Oh, that's okay, mate. You can say that. Like, look, um... English breakfast is a nice taste. Just it, it gets it, it gets you by. It's inoffensive. I'm at the moment. I'm drinking New York breakfast yes. in the morning, which has got a real vanillary sort of flavour to it. Um, there is an Australian tea shop chain that makes Canberra breakfast. Do we have sponsorship from T Two? From T Two, I hope so because yeah. I bloody give them heaps of my money. Anyway, the best tea that I think they have is Melbourne breakfast. Mm. It's, a, it's um, a good, you can just scoff it down, not offensive, really good, got uh, enough caffeine to get you is going. Is it complimentary? No, you've got to buy it. It's, oh. um, right. But, but um, I asked about what Canberra breakfast is. I said, is Canberra breakfast just, just <laughs> grey and cold? 
and flavourless. Yeah, excellent, mate. Right, which the which the lady at T two laughed politely. Oh, did she go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And did you go? And if you like that, yeah. you can listen to my podcast. I'm playing trick. I might have mentioned the podcast. Excellent. Um, she was attractive. Did she write it down? No, no. <laughs> they never do, no, mate. No, they never do. They never but, do. But no, but it turns out the Canberra breakfast is Melbourne breakfast with Anzac biscuit flavour added to it. Oh. That's clever, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is like, clever. Take something, uh, take something typically Australian. And make it better. Well, I've had it. Mm. I don't know whether it does make it better. Mm. It's um, just, yeah. Anyway, the point being, Earl Grey's undrinkable. Thanks, mate. Right. I don't drink tea. The other weird bit is, there's French Earl Grey. Oh, come off it. No, which is nice. Oh, oh, come off it. So, yeah. maybe in, in my head canon. Picard, when he says Earl Grey, he he's referring to French Earl Grey too. I reckon that's he true. Just, because if you're French, you wouldn't put the French part at the start. Mm. That's like, you know, calling Vegemite Australian Vegemite. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see Vegemite. No, you just call it Vegemite. I know. Yeah. yeah, but it's like so. You see my point. So I like to think that he's drinking French Earl Grey. Yeah, thanks, mate. Hogan Cannon. Ho- Hogan Cannon. So we don't have a Livingston. No. But we have French Earl Grey tea hot. Yeah, we do. Okay. Morn Hub. Morn Hub. It's um, it's 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 one of my favourite segments mm. because we need more of it. And we've got plenty of it this week. Well, yeah, we do. I mean, the whole episode is based around Morn Hub just to let people know it's romance. It's it's getting sexed up. Yeah, so I'm going to need some help again. All oh, right, okay. That Piker stance. Sorry, Piker. Ah, the that, Piker stance. Yeah, the Riker stance yeah. at the start. Mm. That pose I thought was Morn Hub. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. Sex on legs. Yep, good. Like, literally. Um... When I'm in a good mood, I celebrate with some food. have some food chicken skewers reminiscent of a helix but this metal well it's named after neelix named after neelix the neelix metal that's my wife with um cheesy garlic bread yes bring it over Thank you so much. It's 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 Earl Grey hot. She just said. Why don't we leave it over here? Yes. I'll leave it down here. And we'll have that. Ah, she's done something. She's done something very unfortunate. Yeah. These three pieces. So I get to have three. No, that wasn't where I was going. Yeah. We fight for the fourth piece. You got to fight for your right to garlic and cheese. Wharf middle. Good God. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Oh, well, we have done more. I know. Let's go more. The Riker. in his pose. Yeah. We've got Picard and Bev had a private meal together. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we, well, really my any. comment here is we've never done that. And we're never going to. Yeah, and why? Because it's Mornhub. 
Oh, oh so you wouldn't give a man a foot massage, you know? Yes, I would. You give me a foot massage? No. Which man? Another man. Which one? Some good-looking guy. Oh, thanks, mate. Who pays me? And and Riker and Bev went out to a concert together and had front row tickets. That's a date. It's Mournhub. Yeah, okay, fair yeah. call. Yeah, yeah. Darren held Picard's flute, but not quite right. Oh, she did. Um, Picard and Darren in the tubes. In, in the tubes. And For again... Like the, Again, in his quarters. Yeah, yeah. ignoring you. No, it's why saying. I wrote it like that. So oh, to give you the joke. Yeah. Um, his quarters? Yeah. If by quarters you mean well, quarters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Picard and Darren like three times in the episode. Picard and Bev once and Riker in his pose. Well, to be fair, the whole central tenor of the episode was a romance between them. Tenor? I thought it was more in the... Oh. No, you can't do it. What? Only, only I can do it. You can do jokes and I can't. Just... You know, do you want me to be the straight man? Do you want double, me boring? Double entendres. Oh. Actually, mine is so obvious they're single entendres. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mine are triple entendres, like the garlic oh, and cheese bread. Oh, they're way too... Oh, There's three pieces. Oh, three no, entendres. There are three entendres. There are four. So just, just for those who are watching on the video, that's the, that's Ooh, the cheesy that's toast. sleek, mate. It's all right. You might live dangerously. Floor's clean. How about you have a piece, and I'll give you the best lines of the episode. Oh, like line of the episode best line of the episode which is where my main man isaac here writes down some lines of the episode yep it's not hard but you know we can't give him something too difficult to do and i get to pick which one's the best and now you go while i eat i've got three episodes three episodes this week with three <laughs> lines this week the first one is <laughs> it's what picard says to Riker when he wants to go fencing with him mm. yeah and he pokes him in the rocket That's belly. That's right. Yeah, so I quite liked that. I like this line too. I've been playing the piano a lot with the captain. Mmm. Mmm. Bashing his keys. Yeah. And and this one's um, just classic, classic Picard. I have always had absolute confidence in your judgment. What a great leader. You know, you'd love hearing that if you were working for him. He said it to Riker. Yeah, but it's great. It's great to hear that. It's also his job description. But it's not Picard's job to have absolute trust in him. Oh. You know, it's a really good, you know, lift him up, Buttercup. What would Liam Shaw have said to that? No. No! <laughs> so they're my three lines. Which one do you like the best? Was it, I've been playing the piano a lot with the captain, or I've always had confidence in your judgment? I'm going to, um... Mm, mm, that was a good one. Mm. That's the fourth best line of the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, the ch -ch 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 -ch. Excellent. That because, is the best line. And it's actually the best line because of Riker's face after he leaves. I don't reckon it was written, right? No. Yeah. Because, Picard's so happy because he's getting something. Yeah, and, and, and Frakes has mm. got this look like Riker's gone, there is only one explanation <laughs> for why he's acting <laughs> like that, and it's because he's getting his end. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah, good on you. Thanks, mate. And he didn't say anything. He just he just thought I'm I'm, I'm happy for me, mate. He, he went well. I'll, I'll come fencing with you then. I oh, will. Damn. Because by fencing you mean. Oh, that's <laughs> right. What have he got there in Picardy's pants off? I guess it's a different type of fencing to what we're accustomed to. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the future though. Yeah, true. Everyone's very comfortable in their own skin. Oh, would you wear a scant? No. It looks stupid. Would you wear a scant again? <laughs> <laughs> no, that looks stupid. Oh. I just don't think that, they're just not very nicely cut, very interesting. Would you want a longer scan? No. 
it's Shortest sh- game. Or something a, a bit fitted, maybe, and, and with a little bit of a colour scheme that's a bit more, less boring. Oh. You know. I just, you know, I'm not opposed to that. But if it's, if it's scant, more like a Scottish bloke in a kilt, that's cool. I'd go with that. Yeah, you would. But the few times in season one we see the scant, it just doesn't look very flattering. Mm. You couldn't carry it off. Again? A gab. I mean, I could. Halloween's coming up, mate. But I won't. Is it? No, it's not. It's already been. Oh, sorry. sorry. It's, it's already coming up. For us. It's been. It's Daniels, gone. mate. It's Daniels. Blame Daniels. Blame Daniels. Blame Daniels. Daniels. Give me some cheesy garlic bread and I'll sit back and watch what Shinzon's got on the menu. You have some cheesy garlic bread. Okay. Uh, Shinzon. Yes. So, okay. Um, for those who, who don't know, and there's nobody on the planet that doesn't know <laughs> anymore, um, Late Night Shinzon, a new talk show hosted by Shinzon of Remus, the uh, former, uh, to, to quote his own bio, former boss of the Romulans, but now the greatest talk show host in the history of the universe. And um, look, take that, Letterman. He's got an interesting one this week. Who's he got? Well, look, I found him. Um, Do you remember last episode when we talked to the alien? That's the next episode. Okay. (laughs) Remember the episode you haven't seen yet where he talked to the alien? Right. Um, We are. We're jumping forward in time, five hours and a bit. Oh, but you you don't know about that either. (laughs) Oh, fuck, I'm hopeless. Um, anyway, I thought I might find a predator and have a chat to. Okay. I've found a predator who can speak English. I know. I know. It's amazing. As amazing as this garlic and cheese bread? It's not bad, is it? Bloody brilliant, mate. You can have the second one too. Oh, mate. No, you can't. Oh, you can't. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Hey, guess what, Shinzon? You can't have nothing. <laughs> hey, hey, Shinzon, how many, uh, how many gut, how many... How many cheesy breads do you get? Answer. <laughs> Fuck all. <laughs> all right, we better get going then. Okay. Late nights with Shinzon. Fucking chins on. And this is late night with chins on. I oh, fuck. I'll go. I'll go back over here because I'm not even fucking focused, right? You, see, you, you know what? This fucking bastard back here is in focus. Stuffing his bloody face like a fat piece of shit. Right. Okay. So, who am I meeting this week? Who's on the show? Hello. Hello. What's your name? Gavin. Oh, g'day, Gavin. What do you do? I'm a predator. I walk around and I kill people for sport. <laughs> Oh, okay. Is it a good sport? It sounds great. I'd love to do it. Can I do it? I don't know. 
Yeah, you've got to kill any people. No, I don't have to kill people. You have people to kill people. That's like way more fun. You don't do it yourself. No, I know myself. I want to do it myself. I'm fucking king of the Romulans, you dickwad. Jeez, your teeth are bad. You break one of them and your face, your face, your face looks like my butt. I don't think my face looks like your butt. I've never even seen your butt. <laughs> you want to fucking see my butt? I'll tell you my butt. <laughs> okay, well, I feel sort of, oh, sorry, if I was shaking the wrong one. Well, I, I feel sort of violated. Um, could we, like, not do this? No, no, it's a talk show. I've got to ask you a question. Uh, what's your favourite colour? Oh, um, I quite like um, red because it's the blood of my enemies. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Except, like, what if the enemies have green blood? My fucking Vulcans! Ah, that's so funny. Um, I, I don't know what a Vulcan is. is, it, is, it, is it, I, I think it's a heater or something. Is that right? You're talking weird. You're fucking weird out. You are. I, I, I like this. This is a good interview. Hey, you two dumb shits. This is a good interview. I like this bloke. He's funny. I say, I'm not trying to be funny. All right. Uh, what's your favourite car? I don't know. What's a car? You're driving it, you dick trumpet. What's a trumpet? Oh, you're in. I don't like you anymore. Okay, go away. Fuck off. Eh. Right. That was pretty funny, wasn't it, babe? He's, he's pretty good. I might have him on later. Oh, yeah, look at that fat shit back there just stuffing his face. Yeah, all right. Um, Talk to me on Twitter and I'll insult you because you're all bastards. Bye. Late Night with Shinzon was developed by Isaac Brown and written by Andrew Hogan. All characters performed by Andrew Hogan. Executively produced by Connor Trenier, Dominique Keating and Mark Cartier for the Treks and Trekkers Network. You can also follow us on Twitter or X as at Late Night Shinzon. Tune in next week for more Late Nights with Shinzon. Shinzon had a lot to say and he's not afraid to say it. He's not afraid. He's, he's, I think he's talking too much. Mate, some people say he's not talking enough. Oh, some people say, yeah, well, that was, that, was a, that uh, Predator was really, pretty well very, spoken, Chef. Very good guest. Yeah, thank, well done on getting him on the show, oh, mate. Oh. Yeah. The first three Predators I rang up, hopeless. Hmm. Just some weird noise. Maybe it was just your bad connection. No, I, I rang him. I thought I was ringing. Oh, that was you. I thought, no, I thought, I thought I was ringing. I thought I was ringing at a 1996 modem. Yeah. <laughs> I thought like a fax machine yeah. paper was going to come out of my ass. <laughs> Yeah. Again. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> so, um, okay, what do we after that? I don't know if we can keep going, but we have There's to. one more, mate. Oh, no, is there really? This episode was nearly perfect. Yeah, I know. Or Nella perfect. <sighs> Nella Duran. Nella Duran. Nella Duran. But it wasn't quite there. Mm. And I think it's quite obvious this week that this episode would have been improved with a source of separation. <laughs>
And Rock is, of course, looking at Wesley. Yeah. What did you do, what did you do this time? And Wesley's like, piss off, dick. It wasn't yeah. me this time for a change. Might have been Locarno. Oh, yeah. Nick. Mm. Yeah, bloody Nick. Right. Bloody you mean Tom? Tom, Nick and Harry. Harris. <laughs> Tom, Nick and Barry. <laughs> Great name for a band. Hello, we are Tom, Nick and Barry. Hello, Queensland. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland. Hello, Queensland. Mm. Whatever. Um, right, so, uh, yeah, they separate the saucer purely for the self-indulgent purpose of having perfect acoustics. Yep, I like it. Yeah, and, and then they the saucer suddenly returns after their little jam session. After they finished Freebird. After their jam session. Oh, jam eater. Uh, <laughs> I hate jam. Um, <laughs> just when I say jam session, I mean... Yes. Routine. Mm. <laughs> Everyone knew that yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah single entendre. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so they get back. So I'm actually reset, re unseparating the saucer. Mm. And then. Reseparate. What? you got to keep it reseparated. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Come out and. We'll talk saw, about the offspring next week. I saw them at the big day. Did you? It was a, the most memorable. Festival con- uh, band I've ever seen. Yeah, not because of anything to do with them. Oh, what were you doing? Okay, they were the second last band on the main stage. Before Hole, Hole. Courtney loves Hole. Yeah. So two things happened with the Osprey. They start that they said, right, we're going to play. You got to keep them separated. Okay, come out and play. We're going to play that. And when we play this uh, this song in concert, someone has to come up on stage and be the keep it separated guy. And so they got this guy up. The, the the bouncers got this guy up from the from the mosh pit onto the stage. He was wearing uh, jeans, no shoes, no shirt, nothing, just a pair of jeans. Yep. They gave him a, a microphone, and they say, and he said, "What's the lead singer's name?" Dexter. Dexter, mate. Yeah. So anyway, he says, um, "So, what's your name?" And the bloke goes, "Party animal." And I went, "Oh, okay. Uh, right, party animal. That that that's good. Um, you know what you have to do in this? Yeah." So, so they play the song, and every time they get to that point, Party Animal goes, you got to keep them separated. And it was quite funny. We were all laughing and cheering and stuff. And then the song ended, and Dexter goes, yeah, let's give it up for Party Animal. And we all cheered. And he, and he went to go off stage, stage left. And he goes, no, 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 Matt. You go that way. And he points straight to the mosh pit to yeah. the crowd. So Party Animal goes to the farthest back of the stage that he can, and takes the biggest run-up that you can possibly take. And as he is flying through the air Superman style, the crowd in the mosh pit decide they don't want Party Animal to land on them, so they part like the Red Sea and he face plants on the ground of the Melbourne showgrounds. And the last we all saw of Party Animal was St John Ambulance taking him out on a stretcher to an ambulance. He was there to watch Hole. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Can I just say... If you were there to watch Hold, you were very disappointed. Right. Because the second thing happened not long after that. What happened? The lead singer of Hold, Courtney Love, wanders, stumbles on stage while the offspring is still playing. Now, bear in mind, her band will be on the second stage next to that as they alternate. And she grabs the microphone and starts berating these guys for how shit they are. Apparently the story goes they had a fight backstage a few hours ago and she didn't stop. She didn't stop ranting and raving about how terrible offspring are until she was physically dragged off by security. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, and then um, everyone stood there and was... Well, this is the best bit. As soon as she, as soon as she wandered on, offspring just stopped playing. So they, and stopped and just was silent and just stood there and just let it go. 
they were like, this, yeah, is, the, yeah, this, this is the best yeah. thing ever we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And then Hull went on to play one of the most disappointing main acts of the big day out I've ever seen. Was this pre or post Pretty Fly for a White Guy? Uh, post. Mm, good. Mm, yeah, and I'll tell you what, like there was um, the only... Melissa Aftermau, who was in Smashing Pumpkins, I think. No, she, she, was, she was in Smashing Pumpkins. She was in Hole first. No, I think it went the other way. Other way. Yeah. Okay. She was great. Yeah. She was great. Um, everyone else in that was terrible. Mm. Absolutely terrible. Hole Unplugged is really good. Is it? Yeah. See, I think, and I've got, I've got a number of, couple of their albums, and they're very listenable. But Live Through This is great. Yeah. As, as a live act, oh my God. Well, maybe just that day. Yeah. Yeah, give the Unplugged a... Well. She had a... I don't want to, you know, um, uh, called Denigrate, don't want to get sued, don't want to libel or, you know. Courtney Love does listen to the pod. Of course she Did does. you see Francis Beans married Tony Hawk's son? Yes, how funny yeah, is that? Yeah. <laughs> Tony Hawk, the guy that goes through airports and people yeah. say, you look like, <laughs> like, Tony, you look Hawk. like Tony Hawk. Have <laughs> you, you, you been told that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that he, he now dines out on that story. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, you know what, if you're the super famous skateboard dude, you've got to get the joke. That's right. And the point being, mate, apparently Courtney had been, shall we say, self-medicating that afternoon. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and I, I know that times when I've done similar things. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't played a good concert in front of a festival audience. Yeah. It was a bit like Spinal Tap and Puppet Show. <laughs> you know, I've told them before, it should have been Spinal Tap first and Puppet Show second. Yeah. But um, that's my offspring story. Yeah. Now, before we close our show... Uh-huh. Um, a couple of episodes ago, you asked people who had ideas for episodes to let us know. Ideas for episodes? Whole for, episode? for sections, I mean. For, oh, for well, sections. if you have an idea for a whole episode, it's better than this shit. Yeah, that's kind of where you were going. Oh, good. We did get a suggestion. Oh. We had a suggestion from the good people mm-hmm. at Crusher Convo. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, hang on. No, 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 no. Haven't even heard it yet. Yeah, preemptive, no. <laughs> okay, idea. The Crusher Medal. Uh, yeah. Anyone in an episode that represents medicine or science. <laughs> Won't that mean that apart from one season, Crush will get it every episode? Well, in next gen, yes. Oh, so you get good points. You may not get it in like um, the animated yeah. series. Now, um, how Chris replied to it okay. at Shelf Nerds. Yes. He said, I like Chris. How about Crusher Commendation awarded to any character who nurtures another's curiosity, emotional, physical health, or scientific understanding? This is getting a bit serious. It is getting a bit serious. Um, what, do you, how, okay. what do you think? Well, look, okay. I'd be open to the Crusher Medal. Was there a sex scandal? No. 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 So we've asked for help and we're declining it once it's offered. Well... It's clearly that this needs to be the Pulaski medal. But is she pro science? The Pulaski, yeah, I haven't gone. Oh, sorry, sorry. The Pulaski medal for anyone in the episode who rooted Rocker's dad. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because what we could do is speculate. Because oh, that rooted Rocker's dad. Okay, so what, is it? Can we add both? Yes, we okay. can add both. So we're going to be on the lookout for the... Loxana Troy. Yes, yes. The Lafky medal. <laughs> she totally did. So it's different to Mornhub, because Mornhub's what actually happened. Who didn't watch it? Pulaski medal is for what might, might should have happened. Might, should, could, or yeah. would. Yeah, okay. Not did. Oh, did. Look, did is fine. Did's mourn. Well, did. We've already got did. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah sort of, we, yeah. we can't infringe on more. No, exactly. So this has to be. Oh, this is nuanced. Contemplative. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to look at adding the Picard and the Pulaski medal from from next time? next time, which we've already recorded. Of course we do. So we, the, we next, the next the next next time. Oh yeah. Look, you'll understand it. Don't listen to the episodes in order. That solves the problem. You don't need to. No. This has been a great week. This has been a great week. Thank you so much for having me over for this. I this is the highlight of my week. I love coming here. Oh. Talking about oh, Trek, man. having a bit you're of a laugh with my mate. I love it. Feel, oh gosh, yeah. you're making me feel all. And when it, it's the day before or the morning of, I'm like, yes, it's recording day. I love it. I will say, um, when this episode came up mm. from the MC, mm. I, I, I was yes, please, yes, yes, please, because I get to talk about my Wendy Hughes accent. Yes, thing. Yeah. Just, uh, look, I encourage people if you really want an interesting read, Google up. Google up why do newsreaders talk the way they do, mm. and you'll go down a rabbit hole. You really will. It's fascinating. There's YouTube videos about it, and you know, I mean, maybe you maybe you have a life and you don't want to do that. Mm. But like I don't at the moment. They're so, listening to our podcast, mate. Oh, yeah, good point. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a life, all right. Um, and it's um, yeah. This is this is also the highlight of my week. Oh, thank you, mate. It's um, I just I look otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have an outlet. Hmm. For this complete stupid shit. Yeah, we need an outlet. And, and you know, all I do then is sit on threads and shout to the void. Mm. Or tweet a shins on. Oh, well, no. He tweets. I know. I know. That, that wasn't a good joke. Sometimes, he, sometimes he hijacks my account. <laughs> yeah, he does. He gets on my account and he goes, oh, he's fucking good. Oh, that was a good one, yeah, wasn't it? That was good. Yeah, good goes, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to tweet like Hogan, yeah. and, and I'm going to tweet, and they're all going to think he's a bastard. Do you have to delete, tweet, then switch account and send it to shit? Nah, I don't bother. Nah, fuck it. It's like, it's, it's too much work. Speaking of fuck it. Yes, this is it. Yep, that's it. That's a wrap. Okay. See you next time, dudes. Live long at Prospect. Wow, guys, I had no idea that you'd be able to do an episode on TNG's lessons. So well, I just figured you'd fuck it up. Uh, and, and Isaac, your take on unexpected Bevhead's taunt was amazing. Uh, and Andrew, oh my God, when you uh, talked about Wendy Hughes trivia, I, uh, it's just like we're riding a money train, a money train all the way to the money bank, the Hollywood money bank, which is where I transact because I'm a Hollywood jagoff. I'm very excited about this, guys. I'm very excited. So keep the jokes coming. Uh, keep the content rolling. Uh, watch out on your uh, uh, social media for the next unplanned Trek challenge from me, Hollywood producer Mark Cartier, producer of the Shuttle Pod Show. Get back to work. <laughs> I knew I'd bet on the right horse. Thanks. Do an outtakes with heaps of beeps. Do you know how to put beeps in? I don't. Okay. Oh. But we could make them. Oh, you can just download on online an MP3 of a beep and just drop it on top. Mm. That would be funny. I do put out takes in. We used to do Joel and all Joel. Joel I put stuff at the end, like in between the credits and stuff. Yes. It's just not what you'd expect. That's an unplanned track. Unplanned. for listening to Unplanned Trek. This show is written by Isaac Brown and improvised by Andrew Hogan.
part of the Trek and Trekkers network of podcasts, executively produced by Mark Cartier, Dominic Keating, and Connor Trinity. This is Bruce Horak, and you are listening to Unplanned Trek. You can find links to other episodes and merch at unplannedtrek.com. I'm Olivia Youngers, who plays Ensign Riggs, who is resting until her next duty assignment. Hear me talk about all of that on Unplanned Trek. Follow our socials on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or write to us at hello at unplannedtrek.com. I'm Bonnie Gordon from Star Trek Prodigy, and you're listening to Unplanned Trek. Live long and prosper. Wrestling papers, wrestling papers. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Unplanned Trek. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Ok